Let's go ahead and start with call number one. You're going to start with call number one? Yes. I love it. Hi, Telefriends. I'm the Chief Executive of Marketing at Mastercrate. Mastercrate is an exciting new meal delivery service. It's Ooh. like Blue Apron, except it's not blue and there's no apron. Every Mastercrate <laughs> contains a week's worth of eggs, fish, chicken, absolutely no nuts, and our signature perfect veggie burger. Wash all that down with a crisp, refreshing, dark berry Mountain Dew Black. Now, I know Telefriends has its hands on the pulse of America's millennials. The teens, they love the Larry Potter. They love the Telefriends. (laughs) We're ready to write a check for a pitch on your podcast. I just need a sample two- to five-minute pitch for Mastercrate that I can share with our CEO. I know it's going to be great. Include the URL, mastercrate.com, coupon code JAMS. Show me what you got. Bye. Do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. First of all, I love any meal delivery service that rhymes with masturbate. <laughs> That's marketing gold. <laughs> it was it's just close enough to masticate that they're like, this works. <laughs> this will work. Nobody will make the leap to masturbate. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> we didn't jizz in your food. Master crate. <laughs> You didn't work in jams. I assure you, we did not jizz in your food. Jams. <laughs> Keep on go jams. Keep on mastercrating with master. Keep on masticating with mastercrate. We assure you, we won't. You won't go blind. <laughs> mastercrate. <laughs> mastercrate.com. All right, we need we need a read. This is our, this is All this right, is our um, practice. Okay. Needs to mention the website and the coupon code. Jams. Okay. 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 Master crate. Okay. No nuts in their in their, <laughs> in their crate. No veggie nuts burger. except D's nuts. In veggie Master burger. Okay. Mountain um, Dew black. God damn. And something about eggs. It's enough eggs for a week. <laughs> it's just a carton of eggs, it's a so cold bad. veggie burger, <laughs> and a hot Mountain Dew black. Mastercrate.com. And it's like it's it's extreme teen focused. James. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. 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 Let's work this out. Let's talk about like a mastercrate.com, right? Um, when you get a mastercrate at your house. Or we'd go, Bo, have you ever done one of these food delivery ser- services? Like, I, I have. Are you sick and tired of getting boring food? Put another goddamn nut on a piece of something. <laughs> Just uh, how tired are you of, of regular burgers? I've got something for you. What's, oh? Something tailor-made for my interests and needs. To the Telefriends fan. Oh, do go on. Mastercrate. Mastercrate. It doesn't sound like what you think it does. <laughs> I mean, it does sound like it. Let, but me, it. let me stop you right there. How many eggs are we talking with this Mastercrate? A dozen. A dozen eggs? A hot dozen. A dozen for the week? It's going to be... I'm going to need 18 for a week. There's tw- t- two deliveries a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Monday, Tuesday deliveries. I know. Seems awfully close together. But the good news is, those eggs are going to keep... What about like Home Alone, Mastercrate? <laughs> Go to mastercrate.com and use coupon code Jams. Jams, and you'll get some sort of associated uh, discount. We assure you, we didn't jizz in this food. <laughs> Mastercrate, back to the drawing board. <laughs> I think we nailed it.
<laughs> Please send your money to 304518-JAMS. Jams. What are we doing here, Bo? Uh, welcome to Telefriends, where we're listening to the messages that you leave at 304-518-JAMS. Jams! Uh, my name's Bo. I haven't heard any of these fucking calls. My co-host is Casey. Yo. He's heard all yep. of them. That's what we're doing. Uh, let's kick it off with a... It's kicked off. We're out on the field and running. Let's check in on a regular feature of the show now called On the Potter. Let's call number two. Oh, I love On the Potter. Okay, so I was a lot more heated when I originally tried to call Jams, Jams. which uh, which was inconvenient Jams. for a multiple number of the reasons, because okay. number one, uh, called Jams, I'd just say, hey, Google, call Jams, Jams. and then it calls Jams, but I'd say, hey, Google, in a really calm voice, so it picks up my voice and says, trust me, I'm like a stupid dog. <laughs> Second off, I had to sit through exactly three hours of ringing uh, in order to voicemail to actually pick up. So, like That's I said, weird. a lot less heated than I was, but uh, I just want to, uh, you know, now I'm going to put in a suggestion so or a question or anything like that. I'm actually going to, we're going to, we're going to start a little threat hotline, and that is, listen here, Bo. Okay. You better hope I never see you in a dark alley. Because your insinuation that J.K. freaking Rowling is even approaching Silmarillion level of brilliance is <laughs> damn near heresy. Is it? Uh, that is all. This is freaking K.K.'s threat hotline coming at you. <laughs> Shit, Don't be in a dark alley, Bo, or I will... A dark diagon alley? Put your face <laughs> into the brick wall for even suggesting that. Really? Hey. Okay, I love you very much. Bye. Love you too, KK. Uh, you see him in alley. You shall not pass. <laughs> Do you think, like, yo, have you read the Cimmerillion? No, it's all that shit's boring. I can even read the good, the one, the quote unquote good ones. Which are the good ones? What do you mean? Fucking any of the others, I suppose. I've read a lot of fantasy books. Yes, but never made it through the Lord of the Rings. The Tolkien shit. It's fucking three pages about food, and then like let's break into a poem, <laughs> like a long song. Fuck that is that just the Hobbit, or is that the whole thing is like that? I don't know. I've never read any of this stuff. I've looked at the Cimmerillion and thought this is this is a level I'm unwilling to go to. There are things in this world. Here's what I'm going to say, KK. <clears throat> I'm not going to apologize to you, okay? Because I honestly feel like the Cimmerillion is either the work of uh, uh, the manifestation of an obsession or a simple cash grab, one of the two. But I'm going to say this, like, yeah, I'm just going to keep stoking these fucking on the potter flames but i'm just saying like <laughs> there's shit in this world that i'm willing to engage with but that i don't really like right uh you know this about me i don't like star wars uh the original trilogy i don't like uh but i think star wars is really useful in terms of like it's a it's a shared reference point we all have we can mm -hmm. all talk about the, the things that happen in those fucking movies and the characters therein and shit i feel the same way about james bond where i'm like i have a lot of thoughts about james bond mm -hmm. meanwhile i don't actually really like james bond that mm -hmm. much. <laughs> or or i mean there's a couple of individual movies i really do like um, but as a thing, I'm not that into it. You know what I mean? I but it. it's also a shared reference. I feel kind of the same way about Harry Potter. Like, I like Harry Potter, but I don't like, I don't know. I'm not like super ultra crazy about like thinking those books are really great, if that makes sense. Yeah. I have a lot to say about them, but like. You have a lot of opinions, but you're not willing to like go to the mat on a. No, not on a Harry Potter love. Not at all. But I do think that it gets useful to discuss. And I think part of the brilliance of the Harry Potter universe is that, like the fucking, you know, houses are very like shit. That's like a useful thing that people can discuss till the end of time, thus keeping Harry Potter and the wizarding world like relevant forever. Like that's fucking pretty sick. Are you envious of people whose things have become giant pop culture landmarks? Because I'm sure you've got things like. What do you mean? If they were 
bigger, more popular. Like they had their moment in the spotlight. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're not talking about like things like our show Telefriends. You're talking about like just things yeah, I, I really love. Into. Like if they make this n- another Dune movie like they're threatening to make. Are you going to take it like personally? <laughs> like are you going to have like hot takes on I'm gonna have the hot Dune takes. universe? The thing about the Dune movie that I'm excited about is that I love uh, the Dune series of books. I uh, have a Dune tattoo. I'm fucking about it. I'm about that Dune life. And and that's a series I will go to the mat for in terms of its quality. But the reason I got into Dune is because I hate the movie so much. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like there's never been like... That's what makes all these other things so personal for people. It's like they got so they they felt so connected to it, but they felt, but so many other people did too, and they like brought them all together. Whereas just the Dune book hasn't been able to do that, and they had the movie, and the movie yeah. wasn't really a success, so that didn't really do that. Right. But what's going to happen when all these people come out like I've loved Dune all these years? When that movie comes out, that's good. The thing about okay, so, 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 you're going to be like, well, no, technically, I don't think Dune should be a movie. That's one. I think here we are in the golden age of television, and every Dune book is essentially like Frank Herbert. Side note, when we refer to the golden age of television... We're not talking about... Is, is yeah. television just never going to be good again? Like, once this stops? Like... I actually think we... we for the rest have, of history, television is going to suck? I don't think that, but I think that, like... We, I think we actually might have already hit peak television and we're sort of on the, a downward slope at the moment. Have you noticed that every fucking TV show opens either with a murder or a sex scene? Like, it's like, all right, I get it. Like, it's shit's already, like, kind of reverting back to being formulaic. You know what I would never see again? Is What's a that? thing start... And then it goes two hours earlier. Dude, all right. Word. Dune, the books, though, are like always Frank Herbert setting the table for like 800 pages. Yeah. And then serving you that meal in like the last 25, 30 pages. (laughs) And like, you know that that's coming. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's like, it's still, he does it so masterfully that it's like, fuck, this is dope. But like that structure. Plus it's like enjoying what the universe he's setting up. Yeah, he's he's building it. it. Yeah, yeah. That structure is like perfectly conducive to, 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 to like long form TV series. Is there a Dune dudes pun that we can make for our inevitable Dune podcast? Dune dudes doesn't sound quite right. Uh, We need a deeper cut than that. We do need like a Freeman, like a Fremen Freeman thing. If anybody can think of a good Dune Dune podcast name for us to do a one shot for when the Dune movie comes out where we really get into it. Yeah. Because I got some Dune moves. Yeah? You got Dune moves? Yeah. I fucking love Dune moves. I've been working on my Dune moves. (laughs) Let's continue with (laughs) this... uh, Oh, but to answer your question, sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, I think uh, the Baroque cycle is a thing. The Neil Stevenson's Baroque cycle is a thing that I think should be a long-form HBO series. That looks like, like a, uh, uh, yeah, like a Showtime series or yeah. something. It's fucking dope, and I think it, if more people knew about it, it would be rad. Uh, let's continue with these uh, se- these uh, well-worn segments on Telefriends, because it's almost all we got today. We're, we're, we're hitting the beats. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're playing the hits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, lo- I love that we've built out this... Yeah. Massive, like, sub-shows that we got. Almost. Yeah, we got, like, yeah. There's, like, a, like segments that we didn't create that are regular segments on the show that I think is fantastic. Here's a blast from the past with call number five. Hey, tell friends, it's Science Corner. Yeah! Just calling back in about radiation. So I guess when you think about radiation, <laughs> one question always pops up, which is, will radiation turn you into a mutant? Good question. And unfortunately, the answer is pretty yes. simple. It's no. What? But, what, but why not? Tell and that to Dr. Bruce Banner. Can Banner. radiation make mutants? Well, radiation can absolutely make mutants. Right. The reason why radiation can't turn you into a mutant is because radiation works on the cellular level. Because even radiation, radiation comes you. in and damages <laughs> the DNA of cells in your body. And this has the effect of destroying the cell by oh, no. rendering it inoperative or causing cancer. 
And so cancer is kind of, it is a mutation, That's what but I it's up to you whether you want to think of yourself as a mute, I guess. Yeah, you got enough problems. But so what you really want to do is target is target a single cell, like an egg that eventually grow or a, or a or a seed or something that will grow into an entire being. Okay. And so and so in the early fifties, um, there were two things that happened. What? First thing that happened was there was a there was a big push by scientists to to take this abomination of nuclear energy that could that threatened you know the world and try to make good stuff happen with it. So one of the things they tried was to make these atomic gardens which atomic gardens. Took a nuclear source and you just bombarded plants with radiation. And yeah. the hope was that the plants would mutate into new strains of plants and <laughs> they could use these plants to, you know, grow corn and regions that were not able to grow corn before and things like that. And they had mild success, but it turned out to be a fairly inefficient method. The other place where mutants happen is uh, is more sober. In the, for example, in the what? Solomon Islands, where the U.S. <laughs> tested <been>. a bunch <laughs> of nuclear weapons, what would happen is that the U.S. would test these nuclear weapons, but then the fallout from the nuclear weapons would kind of go where it went, and yeah. so Pacific Islanders living around uh, around these nuclear test sites uh, would try to have children, and when they hmm. and what they ended up giving birth to around these uh, uh, during these tests was these horribly mutated jellyfish babies. They were actually called jellyfish babies. That's more or less what they look like. And so, you know, maybe one of those could turn into Nightcrawler. I don't know. Up to, Yikes. up to, uh, I guess it hasn't happened yet. Or maybe they just haven't told us. Who knows? Thanks, Dolphins. friends. Thank you, Science Corner. Uh, a couple of notes about this. One, mm -hmm. you have got to see... I, I wish there was video of Casey pantomiming the entire mutation process mm -hmm. in terms of making atomic gardens. Scientific. That shit was... If we had a... If, we, if there was a visual component to this show, we would be... I'm not interested in winning science awards, Bo. Um, <clears throat> also, took kind of a dark turn at the end there. Yeah, duh, it did. It did. Yeah. But you know what, man? Science isn't always pretty. Science... Science is always science. Science didn't make like the old saying science there's no value judgment with science i guess mm -mm. science is only science there's no good no bad is, 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 is there any scientific knowledge you would like to have that you don't you don't understand yes you could ask science corner oh shit here's the thing i'm always pissed at. this, this is the, the 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 what's always in my craw the thing that is always the bug up my ass is this hey science <laughs> No, my my beef is that like here's okay here's my Bo's contention time doesn't exist. Um, that's the thing I would like Science Corner to explain to me because it seems like t the only way you can like prove the existence of time is by invoking time itself. Does that make sense? Like it's only measurable in terms of itself. You have to use it to measure it. Yeah, which is like using the word and the definition. Like it, you know what I mean? Like you can't. Yeah. Do that or whatever but like that doesn't mean it doesn't exist necessarily but i'm just saying i think people uh conflate time with change and i think time is a human construct by which we can like better relate to our world and surroundings but i that's the thing i'd like science corner to weigh in on is, you is some, you some time thoughts yeah give me if you if you have the time if you can fit it into three minutes with three <laughs> we're constraining you with time 
to talk about time. If yeah. you ha- Science Corner, colon, if you have the time. Yes. Or sun levels. Yeah, that took a dark turn. Do you think that there's... Yes. I mean, like, the thing with science that is, the like... Yeah, Science Corner put me in a weird place. Well, I got somebody I'll bring you out of it. Okay. That's going to be uh, call number four. Call number four. Hey, buddies. It's Kelly. Hello. Uh, calling in for another episode of my podcast on your podcast. Kelly, if it and, Kelly, if it um, episode two. I love that you named uh, episode 42 after my podcast because um, it's my second favorite number. So, and it is, you're right. Douglas Adams says it's the answer to everything. So, yeah, I agree. 42. My other favorite number is 24. Thank God. (laughs) That's that's my birthday. And I think every kid's first favorite number um, is their birthday or something attached. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe not everybody. But I know for me, my first favorite number was 24. 24. And my birthday is the 24th. And uh, my other favorite number is 42. Um, it's reversed. Uh, because my best friend in New York City is like his favorite number. And I just was like, yeah, that is a great number. And I don't know. Maybe I, oh, my God. <laughs> I felt like I have a theme. I'm constantly piggybacking on other people's favorite things hmm. um i don't think that's a bad thing because no. i think i bring a lot of joy goodness but also chaos and a little bit of strife to things so <laughs> weird i don't know i'm switching <laughs> so i uh oh my god okay so here's what i want to say <laughs> i love your podcast it's giving me so many great ideas i'm just like here i am i'm taking this like piggyback oh oh and jody and i came up with a name for my podcast although i love that you guys called it Kelly, if it counts, I think that's like so, like, like you picked that, and I don't know. But we were when we were dancing around. But it's not good we enough. Thought of the piggyback, piggyback, po- piggyback podcast, piggy, piggyback podcast. That's the name of it. <laughs> I like what you say. Piggyback Whoa. on your podcast, and it's kind of hard to say. Piggyback um, podcast. So I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Um, whatever you want to call it is fine. But we um, are the executive producers. That was another piggyback idea we had. Podcast. I want to I want to have a, a podcast. I'm, I've been like telling my friends, you know, and having my friends call in. But this week I'm house sitting. Um, mm. I'm going to be house sitting for the next three weeks, and so I don't know if I'm going to be around many friends, um, except for these two dogs and two cats that I'm house sitting for. Um, the, I don't know. Dog, Maybe you I are house sitting wrong. Them sing or speak or something but i'm not going to try to do that right now i want to i love your the compliments idea here i am piggybacking yeah just okay so i'm going to give you guys some compliments um and, and some comments too i'm going to probably get cut off and have to call back so, it's not looking good so you know that might happen <laughs> um and unlike lydia that girl who got cut off after 12 seconds like 17 times or something I, my compliment to you guys is how sweet and loving and like really kind of like tickled you are all right (laughs) (laughs) first of all like yo how are you gonna not be around friends if you're house sitting for fucking three weeks dog the whole point of house sitting is to a be in a nicer house than the one you live in and b fucking throw a party in that house with all your friends yeah you throw a party be like hey i've got the nice houses yo yeah come over let's play video games it's chill check out these cool dogs dogs. Yo, yeah. One time, did I tell you about the time I was house sitting for my for my friend when he was on a uh, he was on a um, honeymoon in Iceland, Mm-mm. 
And um, this is like the closest. There's a couple of times in my life where I've been really close. First of all, hold on. Let me back up. I want to say thank you, Kelly, for fucking saying what your first favorite number was, which is 24. Because, man, Kelly, if it counts, episode one had crucial details left out of it that were like teased. Like mm-hmm. the fucking yep, ingredients yep. to tea. <laughs> Just like abandoned. <laughs> uh, but no. So like there's a couple times in my life where I was like, man, like looking back on it, I'm like, right there was a real turning point for me. Because like right there was... I really could have gone really all the way crazy. Yeah. You know, and one of them was the time when I was uh, <clears throat> house sitting for my friend Rashid while he and his wife were uh, on a honeymoon in Iceland. And I was babysitting his cats, essentially. And uh, his cat, I think, was deaf or something, but it like constantly honked. Like it was never not making noise. Okay. Right. And so, like, for fucking two weeks, like, it was like, impossible for me to sleep. Yeah. Like, I could never sleep because this cat was just like, hur, 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 like, all around the fucking house. And so I did this thing one time where this might be the first time uh, if Rashid is, hears this, this might be the first he hears of it. But I, like, <laughs> tried to. I replaced it with an identical cat that didn't fucking honk <laughs> like a goose. I would love. Remember how your cat suddenly got better when I was watching it? It's a different cat. <laughs> I did this thing where it's like his like his bedroom door wouldn't close all the way, so I couldn't close the cat into this room. Like I was gonna like set the cat up with a fucking like litter box and food and everything it needs. Yeah. Just like Get leave break. me the fuck alone, I'm gonna sleep on the couch. Right? Yeah. And so I like tied a rope from the fucking one doorknob to another doorknob, like mm-hmm. across the hall of the bathroom to keep it closed, right? But the cat like fucking escaped from <laughs> its prison that I had made for it. And like fucking uh I wake up to like he like stealthily. You, you, you woke up and there was you didn't you felt something wrong and then in the corner of the room a lamp came on and the cat sitting there <laughs> smoking a cigarette oh, in the dark. I would have loved it if that's how it turned out, but no, <laughs> like the cat fucking stopped honking for fucking thirty seconds so it could just roll up on me like a stealthy ninja, and like I wake up with the cat like fucking Sylvester the cat. You know how like Sylvester the cat just like fucking releases one claw. like this cat was like on my leg i was sleeping on the couch the cat was on my leg it like raises up its paw releases one claw looks at me dead in the face stabs me in the dick and then (laughs) threw up on my lap that seems like just that my just deserves it yeah (laughs) you tried to imprison this cat i've never been this crazy (laughs) holy shit i just got stabbed in the and thrown up on by a cat. The fuck is going on with my life right now? I need to make some changes. I like this cat. This this honking dick stabber. <laughs> well, to be fair, the cat's name was honking dick honking stabber. Honking dick stabber. Look at, look at this man. I got this. I got catted. Damn dog. Yeah man. With the tail on me. Was that that big cat with the lynx yeah. ears? Yeah. And looked at me the whole time and she was sliding off my leg, <laughs> digging into a baby asleep in my arms so I couldn't yell at it. <laughs> it's like this is life. Life is suffering. <laughs> Thanks for your call. In, in your podcast is called Kelly Fit Counts as executive producers, yeah, editors, publishers, and hosts, and co hosts, co hosts, and introductory <laughs> what MCs and microphone commanders. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called Kelly Fit Counts. Kelly, if this this episode of Kelly Fit Counts is called Podcast Piggyback Two Thousand Piggyback Podcast. <laughs> I call it 2002. <laughs> that was 15 years ago. All right, Bo. Here we. What, can you can can you even begin to guess what the final? Uh, rep- we are not out of calls. We are to our penultimate call. Oh man! It's our most reoccurring cur- segment. It's one. It's are you one, ready for this? One of two things. Are you ready for this? Bam 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 bam. Followers. 
Prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure. Yeah. Welcome to TFD&D. Bo, you are Stone and the Brobarian, Wordsmith Ooh. and Swordmith. Casey, <laughs> you are Blazit, fifth of twenty, full-time non-practicing clairvoyant, part-time kleptomancer. Our bodacious buds find themselves like in the that. streets of Stone End's as yet unnamed hometown. In a shadowy alley, far from prying eyes, Blazit is rudely accosted by a future version of himself come unstuck in time. Come unstuck in time? <sighs> Try Mastercrate. Not ones to follow future fellows on face value, the Blazit's 5th and 17th launch oh. into a complex ritual, a seven and a half minute long secret handshake created to positively identify all Blazit's throughout the Eververse. With that completed, the wizened dodecagenarian speaks. Hearken closely, young one, for there are several items of import I must impart. My time in this space is fleeting, as is my space in this time. First, the masticators of the math god, sprinkled carelessly by you throughout the Eververse, yeah. must be recovered and returned to his most mathful maw. <laughs> Finding them will be most vexing, for their beaded forms will be bent and twisted by their travels. Seek out that which does not belong. Second forth, you'll find, as I did years ago, that your pouch of secret tea ingredients has been ruined by cursed well water. Fret not, for I recall locating a local peddler predisposed to part with the vital vittles. Third whistle, and of course most important of all, make sure you remember... With that, the crotchety <laughs> conjurer's clue-versation corrodes... Searching for vital vittles. When did I start talking like such an asshole? <laughs> Try masticate. ...as he promptly dematerializes. His chattering continues, your lack of understanding unheeded. Meanwhile, Stone Ant greets his grumpy grandpa, currently in the form of a youthful and spry fish strangler the Brobarian, in their family's ancestral apartment. Pappy Fish Strangler acknowledges Stone Ann, a stranger in his eyes, with a gruff grunt, motioning him inside and shaving off a fresh boar's ear and a frothy tankard of wasp butter for his guest. Gums. A knock at the door announces Blazit's return to the fold, and soon the trio are preparing for the sleepy soothsayer a fitting nap. <laughs> Stone Ann reads from the journal of a noticeably absent Chongo Many Rips, while Pappy Fish Strangler enjoys a volume of erotic historical non-fiction. <laughs> I guess this is how wizards do it. <laughs> Blazit, fifth of twenty, drifts off to dreamland, a variety of musings passing through his sleepy head. One, that the Brobarian clan is remarkably kind to strange visitors. True. Two, perhaps Pappy Fish Strangler might know the local herb peddler? And three, there is something quite peculiar about Chongo's diary. While yes. the sorcerer snoozes, Stone Ann explains their sticky situation to the powerfully built Pappy. Sticky, icky situation. When he lets his heritage slip, however, a flash of brobarian rage crosses the youthful elder's eyes. Chill, homie. Eh, claiming to be my progeny comes with a price, upstart. 
growls Fish Strangler. <clears throat> Defend yourselves! <gasps> a pair of brawling barbarians quickly escalates to a full-blown ruckus. Dishes are shattered, windows broken, and after one particularly enthusiastic body slam, a precariously placed polearm is knocked from its perch. It lands neatly atop the napping Blazit's naked neck, <gasps> separating his head from his body. Wasn't using it. The accidental decapitation ignites a burning rage of friend vengeance within Stone Anne. True. He seizes the mighty great sword, fish strangler murderer. His vision goes red. Stone Anne regains lucidity in an apartment painted with blood. His headless homie still reclines on a once cozy couch. His future ancestor, the legendary Pappy Fish Strangler, lies floorside, cleft fully in twain. Casey, you are now Blizzit, 17th of 20. The mysteries of the cosmos are laid bare to your innumerable mystical eyes. You gaze upon this grim scene, drifting gently through a faraway corner of the Eververse. To project yourself into this, this realm would be the play of children, <laughs> but to perform the ritual of regrowth to spawn the sixth and repair this timeline would require a pinch of... Magical Jazz! <laughs> what do you do? Oh shit. I'm not mad. Oh, oh shit. <clears throat> Yo, before we get into this, <gasps> I just want to say, I'm not sure that this is how the fucking Stone Anne, Stone Anne would have, I don't feel a lot of agency in this scenario. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at here. I, I think you, your, your, your barbarian rage took, took, took the better of you. I don't think I would have started that fight to begin with. I feel like Stone Ant is a sword myth and a wordsmith, and he could have fucking defused that scenario with Fish Strangler, his long lost grandfather. It appears that that's not as. But that's not how it. That's not out. what happened. <laughs> All right, so you're so you're in your apartment covered in blood. My apartment in Santiva. Santiva. Mm -hmm. On on the street with no name. Second mm -hmm. floor walk up. Yep. Yes. Second floor walk up. Street with no name. It's a tasteful brownstone. Oh. Yeah, it's who, nice. Who lives downstairs? I've never known. Really? Uh-huh. It's been a mystery. It's, All this time, the door's never opened. It's always been locked. I've never seen anyone come or go. So you're co so you're sitting there with your friend. It could be storage. Your, your friend, your one friend in space and time. I need to recapitate my friend. You need to un, un, undecapitate. Not recapitate? No, it's probably recapitate. <laughs> I, I need to, yeah. So I'm alone, and you're somewhere else in the cosmos as Blizzit 17. That's when you hear from away. downstairs. I've never heard anyone knock from downstairs. Like it's on the floor. Somebody's yeah. like hitting the. Um, Probably with a broom. Stone Ann. Uh, <laughs> I fucking use uh, Fish Strangler's sword that, by the way, I used to kill him with i recall now uh <laughs> fish slayer and i uh strangler slayer fish strangler slayer fish strangler slayer fish i use it as a saw in the floor to create sort of a cartoon porthole so that i can like 
and then like I look to see what's popping. From what's popping? From the I hole say. comes a, a uh, familiar looking but more weathered staff. Whoa! And climbing up it, you're climbing up the staff. It looks like an even an, an older version of your decapitated friend, homie. I say, says, yo, what'd you do? A lot happened. Uh, but look, I'm a barbarian. I'm subject to blind rages, and I, as I recall, something fell off of something. <laughs> And your fifth version uh, is most headless. So this this isn't good because I don't remember this. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So so this is me in the past. Yeah. But I don't remember this happening. That's fucking weird, man. Does your family have a story about you killing your grandfather or coming home and finding your grandfather dead? Let me What's think. your memories about... It seems like... Here's the thing. It seems like the, the, our family is, is a lot more literate than we get credit for. Mm. And so, like, we could go to the fucking family library uh, just right over here down the hall. We could retire to the library. We could... To the drawing room. Oh. And, oh, the uh, upstairs is way nicer than the it's downstairs. It's so nice up here, right? Yeah. Downstairs is kind of... It's like the rooms aren't laid out real well. It's like it's a good space. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you need to knock down some walls. It Yeah. And, like, yeah. I don't have the time. I'm not here that often. Uh, my parents were really good. I, I, I think this place is tastefully appointed. I got I just went back in time about this place 150 years ago. Oh, it'll appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's worth a lot now. You're going to retire on that money. Yeah. Um, So we could go to the library and see if there's fucking uh, records of me killing Fish Strangler in the family histories. That would be my idea. Because, look, my short-term memory, not the best. Well, what's going to happen if there is? I don't know. See, here's my thing. I'm not even (laughs) sure time exists. I don't think it does. Says Stoneham, who shares this trait with his... Like, just between you and me. Yeah. Fifth of 20 would have hated this conversation. <laughs> he would have already said something about casting pretend to give a shit. Right, 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 right. And right. wandered off. Yes. Probably to take another nap. Well, I mean, not anymore. No. All right, so... So do we... So Okay, in order... So you're Blazit's 17th of 20, if I'm... Mm. Yeah. Do I know that... I, this is what... I, you've told me this somehow. Mm. Um. So, like... I introduced myself. Yeah. Do you... Like, and I look just like him. Blizzy, I, fifth I really, I really locked into a wardrobe early. <laughs> that's a, that's a good, it's a good look. Honestly, like, there's some time in there that I, I, I wandered away, but I came back to this look. That's what, Yeah, a lot of people sort of branch out. Then they, you find out what works for you. Everybody in their 10th or 11th iteration goes a little crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I think green is your color. Yeah, like, it, it looks really sure. good. For sure. Like an emerald I pop. Yeah, your eyes yeah. look fantastic. I'm a winter from here. Um, so, uh, so Blazit 5th of 20 was like telling me that the deal is that like he becomes a sixth or like you like fucking get another number if you like either die or like fucking level your shit up. Yeah, you go into the chrysalis and what's that like? It's, it's like it's none of your business. Like, but yo, like what could you like, what's it like from you your perspective? You keep your memories yeah. and like, but you don't really like relate to it as much. Like I look at that guy and I know what he's done. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember how it felt doing it. Is it like a dream state? Yeah, it's a little bit like a really good story. Like, you know all the details, but there's no emotion to it. Hmm. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I got. I, I remember doing that. Right, 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 right. I don't give a shit. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder what we should do now. <laughs> we should probably get my head. I need to be re-resurrected or... I mean, this clearly is Do isn't we right. need to have your head and your body in the same place? We just need to keep your head. Should we? I, th- could, I think if we just take my head. Should we put important stuffs in there? Should we put it in milk, like when you lose a tooth? The rest of that's like play-doh. Not to be untoward. Mm-hmm. A little forward. Okay. Can you open your robe for me? I mean, we just met. Just humor me on this deal. Okay. How do you like this? Just as I suspected. 
your head seems to be grafted on a different form than the previous Blazitz. You look suspiciously ripped like my grandfather, Fish Strangler. This gives me an idea. (laughs) (laughs) To my lab. (laughs) Wait, your lab's downstairs? Yeah. Do we need to go talk to anybody? Do we need any fucking... Nah, fuck that. I got shit downstairs. All right, let's go. (laughs) You don't need to talk to a guy. No, 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 Okay. That's I know a, a lot of guys. That's, a, that's, 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 a fifth, that's a fifth me problem. Oh yeah, okay. You're on some. You're on some new shit. Yeah. All right. I don't even use components or anything like that. No. Magic gets real crazy in the future. Talk about it. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. You want to take my poll? Hold tight. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. We'll Till next week. Till next week. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That's been Telefriends, Bo. No way. Mm-hmm. That seems a little quick for us. I got one in the chamber, man. Oh right, 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 I right. Ender. That's uh, been episode forty-three. Episode 43 is in the can. Uh, as always, I like to thank Taku for his use of the song supposed, supposed to, to do. do off the album. Do what you love. Do what you love. That song is my favorite shit. <laughs> like, I swear to God, you'd think I'd be tired of it, but every time I fucking do it. Oh, and by the way, if you're going to be in Tokyo, <laughs> right, uh, between yeah. August thir- 11th and 13th. Okay. I mean, I'm not planning to, but I could. Our guy, Taku, has it's a fucking photography show. Like, he's got an exhibition popping. Korean 23. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's the coolest thing. That's fucking rad. Like, does he have the best life? <laughs> Cause like, yo, like a couple months, a couple months back, he had, he, he was part of the tiny, tiny desk concert yeah, series. Yeah. It, it was, was great. Fucking great. It was really good. Fucking Taku, man. We act like we know him, but like, hey, man, I but feel, I'm always rooting for him. I'm on his side. I'm team Taku all day. I like to think everybody called in. It's been a, uh, it's been some really great calls. That were, those are really great calls. I, I like, can we do a, where are you at? Yeah. Where are you at? Where are you at? Industrial music fan. Yeah. Dog, what, what happened? Where you been? I need some more <laughs> terrible jams jammed in by you. Um, where are you at, Brendan? Where are you at, Brendan? It's been a minute. Yeah. Where are you at, Will? Um, Will's always out there lurking in the weeds. Dude, that guy is chief lurker. He's going to pop anytime. Just when you, we're just when you're like, who? Like a turkey, we'll 17 like a turkey thermometer, that yeah. Will. <laughs> the, the highest compliment. <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody who called. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, we're going to come back next week with episode 44. But before that, yo, should we do like a... Sorry. Yeah, before that. This has been an episode of revisiting our stable of... Repeat sub- segments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, this has been crazy. Like it's crazy that we have that that that, 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 that that exists. And what's the one though that we didn't do? We didn't do name that film. No. When in doubt, jam in, jam out. With call number three. Hey, Telefam, Rachel here. Hello. Uh, so I have a jam in for you, uh, and I know I just jammed in some Alt J a couple episodes ago, but I want to jam in them again, specifically with their song Dead Crush. Um, I really love that song. I can't really figure out why, because it's not, I think, sonically something that if I didn't know myself and listen to it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I would like this, you know? Um, it grows on you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So uh, I would really love for you to play me a jam out. And also, um, I would love to know who your dead crushes are. Uh, mine is definitely Anton Chekhov, who... Uh, wrote brilliant plays and had brilliant thoughts about how to be an actor in early 20th century Russia. Uh, who doesn't love that? Famously into Talk guns. Soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I do like this. Yeah, my
I'm not mad. So her, so her dead crush, as she's calling it, Chekhov, is famous gun fan. Anton Chekhov. Is he a famous gun fan? I only know him as a playwright. You never heard about his gun? No. Is this? Am I missing some kind of weird joke pun? Yeah. What is it? Chekhov's gun. That if uh, a gun shows up in the first act, it has to go off in the third. Oh right, 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 right. Do you have a dead crush? Play. Play jokes. <laughs> I only care for the living. Yeah, I don't know if I have a dead crush. I mean, it, I think it's more of like who, are, what dead person are you a big fan of? Right, 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 right. I mean, I'm fans of a lot of dead people. If someone asked you why you were such a. Uh, We've mentioned before our mutual appreciation of William Tecumseh Sherman. Yeah, love him. Why? Why? In like a in like a couple sentences. I think he was the foremost intellect during our nation's most difficult time. Does that make sense? Yeah, there, it was just a. It, he wasn't just a dude who was good at a job. He right. was actually thinking about what he was doing. He was also a guy who's bad at his job and then figured out how to be the best at his job, and which is a weird kinda, fucking... And a little bit hated himself for doing it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't bear... Yeah. Like, realized the monstrosity of what he realized. You know, like the heavy weight of right. success, how to win. He had a nervous breakdown just because he was like, I can't deal with the idea of sending men to die. Yeah. Which is really fucking reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it makes a lot of sense. In a time where a lot of people were being pretty fucking unreasonable. Yeah, man. But that was my first thought when she said Dead Crush. It's like, See, I'm thinking of like, you know, like, it seemed like for a minute there, like, Jack White was obsessed with Rita Hayworth. Yeah. I think that's what she's talking about. I don't know about that. No? No. I don't think she's got romantic feelings for Anton Chekhov. I just she's think like, she likes... I, wanted to par- I want to party with Chekhov? Yeah. Do you ever feel weird about, like, the opportunity to have a conversation with somebody whose stuff you super respect? Yeah. Like, are you, like, I don't get worried that I'm going to say something dumb because I know I'm going to say something dumb. Right. That's a given for, yeah. But I'm worried that they're going to say something that I'm going to be like, you don't want to meet your heroes so that you don't have to be disappointed in them. Yes. Right. But like, that's the thing. I mean, like, then, then, then. So I just don't do it. Do you, do you, do you have a hero or a person that you look up to that you're like, I think. It's never happened. I would hang out with that dude. No, not really. Like. You uh, you picked up Chip Zdarsky. Yes. You hung out with Chip Zdarsky for a day. For for several hours. What was that? I mean, like, did you feel like... He was super normal dude. He was funny and nervous and... Right. And it was weird because it's two dudes meeting each other and that's always fucking weird. Yeah. And it's weird to, like, to have that acknowledgement of, yo, I know you from this thing. Yeah. I've read you s- your words before. I've heard you say stuff. Yeah. I've examined your art and you know me as guy who got you from the airport. Right, right, right. You and how I, do you get past that? I don't know how to get past that. I like your thing. I can keep saying how much I like your thing. I don't know that you have. I mean, I don't know that you have to, right? I think you say it once. You keep saying it. It starts being like, what are we even do- doing yeah, here? What are we doing, dog? <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying like part of entertaining. The best way to entertain somebody is just to be like pretty utilitarian about it. Just be like, you know, you're for the my job right now is to get you safely to this place. And that's what we're doing. And you, would you like to stop and get a food on the way or whatever yeah, the fuck? Yeah. 
Uh, you, you, it's like Dan Harmon when he was. You at, and I both were in the same place with Dan Harmon. Could do it. Time. No, I had like I feel I like didn't talk to him. We had I I know that I had like passing conversations with like uh, Spencer Crittenden and Aaron yeah. McGathy, and that was less. we talked to Spencer and he was totally super, rad. Yeah, great dude. Dan Harmon at that point had this like Corona of uh, of well wishers surrounding him, mm-hmm. like, and so it was. What are you gonna like? Weasel in. I mean, I stood like, there when he was having a conversation with four people. Yeah, and there was no one else in the, in the room. Right, and I, I was, was like, I can't do it. I do you, do you remember when he were you there when he was leaving that fucking voicemail for that kid? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Fuck, man. I don't know. I think that... I wish I had, like, a good reason for it. Like, I, I've never had that experience. I've been like, mm, don't like that person. Yeah, but anymore. okay. So, like, you're you, right? As far as I can tell. Most of the time. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, in terms of telefriends, like, I'm in it to win it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that at some point, if everything works out, you're... I mean, I don't know if it's, like, if it's cool to, like, be this, like, nakedly ambitious about shit. But, I mean, like... You know, I think it would be rad if this was sort of how do how, how do how do how do I say what I'm trying to say? My favorite number is 37. Is that what you're asking? No, I'm saying like, what if you become one of these people? Yeah. What if what? How do you want to be treated? That's impossible to know. I can't know that. Yeah. Like, because like the thing is like because like the people who are f- famous to me that I'm weirdest about meeting are like I call this shit skateboard fame or whatever because like growing up uh, in like skateboard world it was like before before skateboarding was like a fucking giant goddamn thing it seemed like there were these people in the world that were like really fucking famous to a handful of people in the world yeah. and like otherwise com- like like not famous like yeah. Mark Gonzalez could always walk down the street. And not be hassled, but if he was like at a in a skateboard context, he has to be like a fucking living deity or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I mean, like, like for for guys like Dan Harmon, have to be the same way, right? Where it's yeah. like people aren't fucking flipping out. Nobody's calling TMZ because Dan <laughs> yeah, Harmon's yeah, at the yeah, airport. Yeah. And so, and that's what I'm saying is like, my ambition is not ever to be a fucking but he's famous. Sta- but he's standing. My a... ambition is to be like good enough at this thing for it to be self sustaining. Yeah. Um, but at that point, like. You're going to be, if you're going to be a famous person, that's not a bad kind of famous person. Right, yeah. So I think, then how do you want to be treated? I just want to find me a fucking veggie burger, dog. Let's yeah. go. Like, if well, you ever a veggie burger, by the way, you couldn't look much farther than Mastercrate. What's Mastercrate? Mastercrate is a subscription food box service. Comes in a bucket. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you get a bucket, 24 eggs. A Mastercrate bucket. It's a Mastercrate bucket. Just Mastercrate right Master into bucket. the bucket. Dive into, dive into Mastercrate. Uh, it's 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 a bucket, so there's like 24 eggs around the perimeter of the mm-hmm. bucket. In the middle is a giant veggie patty. Okay. On top of that, mashed potatoes. And how often do I get this? Twice a week. What day? I know what you're week? asking. Did we jizz in it? We didn't jizz in it. What? I guarantee it. That is not a guarantee that we can keep. Telephones. Hit with a jam out though. This is uh, like you always do by Eugene Cam. This has been Telefriends, though. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Give us a call. Leave us a message at 304-518-JAMS. Jams.
Masturbate.com. <laughs> Keep on code jams. <laughs> I love that this shit is only 1 minute 43 seconds long, and it doesn't really drop until like 1 minute 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good.